Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Carl Experience. Season 2, Episode 27, it looks like. Um, this one is going to be dedicated to conspiracy theories and theorists. We'll probably glance through plenty of them, but I only want to take my time with, like, one or two of them because of how conspiracy theories are started. And we'll also cover some interesting conspiracy theories currently going on, which you're probably not aware of. And yes, I am drinking water, so. You'll excuse me if I have to rehydrate. Because this is a whole lot of talking, and I did a whole lot of research. I, first of all, want to shout out to uh, Laura Witham, Gregory, Alan Manuel, uh, Sam Rowe, my wife would probably never watch this, and... Maybe Sean Hamilton, if he watches it, I don't know if he does. <clears throat> but, and uh, the only reason it took me, I've been working on this for like, I think a month or so. The only reason it took so long is because I'm trying not to be swayed by one side or the other. And with all the, with everything going on and coming out, especially this last week or two, it has been crazy stupid. With everything, I mean, there is literally no end to the stuff I do. And I I was one of those people who watched both the RNC and the DNC. And trying not to be partyist on either side is actually harder than you'd think. Plus that, and for the last week I've been, I just reopened this, like, before I started making this video. I cut it open, I was trying to make my daughter a little Harry, uh, Harry Potter one, which I probably talked about. In my other, uh, in my update, but I gashed my thumb open, and yeah, I, apparently I washed my hands earlier and reopened it because I had to just had to get rid of a lot of blood dripping down and shit. So, okay, on to the podcast: um, conspiracy theories and theorists. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I was thinking long and hard. What to talk about this episode, and in the undercurrent, I found a topic that was staring me in the face, and is currently just as important as anything else. Then, after considering uh, consulting with my list of topics, found it to be long-awaited. This is like the second or third, maybe the fifth idea in my entire list, that list I usually show you guys, for those of you who watch video. It's the fifth down, and so I decided to cover that. We all know the theories too well, no matter how far off uh, their logic is. The idea of the theory is to is boundless, and in some cases multi-layered. Just as multifaceted as the theories uh, uh, are, are their proponents, a.k.a. the conspiracy theorists. Now we have, at some point, all heard a conspiracy, whether we know it, or whether we knew it or not. From the second shooter on the grassy Nolder and JFK assassinations to the claims that 9-11 was planned out by government to current the current situations of Epstein being suicidal or being killed off, the 2016 election, then the Beirut blast, the theories have no, no bounds of leaps or logic. <clears throat> Jesus. I'd say it's beer time, but I drank a lot last night. Okay. 
What may surprise you is once you strip the complexities, layers, and all the jargonic terminology and are left with just the base of the theory, generally there are some truths to the story. No matter how tiny that grain of truth is, it is there. Even some of the de uh, detritus spewed forth by the antagonist known as Alex Jones. He is known for blending different stories as well as edited articles from as far back as the 20s. I actually bothered to look up some of his cited sources for his stories. He cited seven stories for one such report. I looked those articles up and surprised those articles started cited three to four other articles as the basis for their op-ed in the 2010s. So I looked up the next layer of citations. Again, all, all the articles are some, from, from some point in the 90s. The articles from the 90s, once again, were opinion-based on a few articles from the late 70s, early 80s. Doug Zamora, the article cited from uh, the article, the cited articles from the 70s and 80s were, of course, based on yet another older set of cited articles from the 50s, which were quoted, quoted as citing articles from the 30s, which referred to a specific set of scientific study articles published in the early 20s, 1920s, since we are now in 2020. Even back then, in the 1920s, the science was more pseudoscience than research-backed, fact-based scientific recourse. Or it was more pseudoscience than research-backed, fact-based scientific discourse. So I pray that you all. Uh, so I pray that you don't follow the rabbit hole that is Alex Jones. Trying to make a series of uh, uh, trying to make a fact of a series of research papers that were flimsy research articles a hundred years ago isn't the best thing to credit, and that's honestly when you cherry. That's honestly when you know you're cherry picking really hard. With the advent of computers and eventually the internet, anyone with enough patience, time, and abil uh, ability to creatively write can now propose any theory and provide proof of said claim. Now, some claim to be truthers, and I say that with very heavy quotation marks, which to me seems to be a misnomer. Cherry-picking pick, uh, cherry facts so as to fit their personal narrative and agenda isn't being truthful to themselves or the audience at large. Now, not all truthers are cherry-picking partisan asshats. <coughs> some truthers are simply informed or well-researched people who sound completely fucking crazy. As, as sad as that is, it's actually the truth. An example of an asshat truther is Wally D. Ford, a.k.a. Wallace D. Fard, a.k.a. Wallace Fard Muhammad, a.k.a. the founder of the Nation of Islam. Another in the same, in the same thread is Louis Eugene Walcott, a.k.a. Louis Farrakhan. Alex Jones, Judy Mikovits, Jonathan Kay, Joseph Farah, even Donald Trump have been truthers and still are. Now, if you're wanting to know the whole thing about Donald Trump and the truthers for the most part, the birth certificate. Yes, that birth certificate. You know which one I'm talking about. Whether you like it or not, it may, it may upset some people, but he provided a birth certificate. He provided his birth certificate. And I actually researched this way back when, and I told, you know, I had people who were telling me, well, the birth certificate isn't real. Yeah, it is. 
if you're that stuck on him not being a citizen, then that makes you one of the whore. And yes, that was actually started by Trump. It may have been whispered in his ear by some, <clears throat> by some rightist Republican, but um, honestly, I believe the idea came from Trump because Trump wanted to create something. But we'll keep on moving from there. <clears throat> now, let's define conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories are de defined thusly. A conspiracy theory is an explanation for an event or situation that, invo that invokes a conspiracy by sinister and power groups, often political in motivation, when other explanations are more probable. Now, with that in mind, go over any conspiracy theory with that comb. Seriously, go over it with any comb, any conspiracy theory you want with a comb, with that comb. From the assassination of JFK to the moon landing, the infamous 9-11 event, all the way to the current conspiracy theories about COVID or the Beirut blast in, in the port area in Lebanon. All have conspiracy theories. All have conspiracies attached to them, whether or not said theory is plausible, let alone probable. And the probable part is probably more important anyway. Conspiracy theories are defined as originators or proponents of conspiracy theories. This means they push alternative alternative versions or explanations of events. Some indeed are just flights of fancy driven by the imagination of anarchists and leftists or even some social justice warriors out to take revenge on an imagined beef with the man, their plots become even more convoluted as one pokes holes in their cloak of instability. <coughs> no matter their theory or how multilayered it is, or why the originator invented uh, said theory, all lack one thing, facts backing them up. And one contrary, uh, one contrary theory of scientific ideology. If you don't have facts backing you up, you're going against scientific ideology on that one. One that is oft forgotten in times of civil strife. What am I referring to? Occam's razor. Also known, uh, otherwise called the law of parsimony. Simplified, Occam's razor states the simplest explanation is most likely the correct one. Literally, when people are like, well, this, if this is the easy solution, that's Occam's razor, the one without any ego. Simplified Occam's razor reads, the simplest explanation is, usually, is most likely the correct one. This means that the explanation, with the least amount of falsifications and blandishments, is usually correct. This is an egoless end to a proper need. Egoless end. No ego in it at all. Now, some of you will probably argue with, with me on that, but that's okay. That's what you're right to do. <clears throat> now we're going to explore some mainstream theories. Whew! Six a lot. I'm going to do this again. It's been a minute. I've been spent a whole lot of time researching this. Now we come to the second big. Uh, we come to the second biggest group of conspiracy theorists out there. The 9/11 truthers in quotation marks group. As you can imagine, this is probably this, this part is the hardest to write. Is I and my generational cords <coughs> and my fellow classmates from school were all adults. We were all 
what, 20, 21, 22? Ugh, or we should have been? We were all working and possibly going to college at the time. I was working at a tire shop, shrugging tires into a mosquito-infested, in a, in a mosquito-infested back lot, in an effort, uh, in an effort uh, to buy a $500 BMX bike that would be the last year they made that particular make and model. I didn't know it was going to be the last year. I just worked because I wanted the bike. <clears throat> On that bipolarizing morning, we went from a sleepy nation of humble yet proud Americans to a badly beaten dog to a rabid wolf hunting down the creature that injured it. I use this analogy because of our response to it. Two planes crashed into the, into the World Trade Center buildings, another into the Pentagon, and another in, into a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. As you well know, both the World Trade Center buildings completely fell. The plane barreled into the Pentagon sideways, and in Shanksville, the plane went down. I'm unsure of what position it was in upon crashing. You can look that up. Um... It was a tragic day that still brings tears to my eyes if I linger on it too long. So let's tackle this and be done with this madness. Honestly, I, I'm of the opinion that if I spend too much time thinking about 9-11, it will bring tears to my eyes because I remember the sights, smells, sounds, everything. I, I was, I had been drinking the night before. So yeah, I, tend to, I remember everything from when I got up. Okay, let's get on with this. <clears throat> Truthers, as they call themselves, are people who apparently feel the need to expose the truth of what they believe happened on that awful day. <coughs> In some cases, the more bizarre and baseless, the better. Some of the most ardent truthers claim that the way the tower fell is inconsistent with a plane wrecking into it, and that the government was going to blow up the building, hopefully full to capacity, just to put it on, on another country and declare a war with whoever we picked as a guilty party. A few of them were hobbyist forensic analysts, but nowhere near experts. In order for the explosion for the implosion theory to work, that means explosives would have had been planted over a period of months without being noticed, and with companies that were in the tower having connections to Bush and Cheney, it pulls on the fiction of the mind to make that leap. Then we have the Pentagon crash. I have heard it was a helicopter, a missile, a suicide bomber, a rocker, a rocket, and a fighter jet. These flights of fancy are the are the mind trying to find a pattern where there is none. Along with this is confirmation bias. You dollop some anti-government sentiment, sprinkle on some sovereign citizen mentality, sprinkling, and voila, a truther is only a minute in the microwave away. And you too can have this for 1995. <clears throat> okay. Take a drink before I try to pronounce these names. Okay. David Rostcheck. Matt Campbell. Richard Gage. Roland Engel. Theory. Mayasan. I don't know. Dylan Avery. Jesse Ventura. And to a certain point, even Donald Trump. <clears throat> Among many others have all added uh, uh, have added by donation or correlation to the truther mythos. In the case of 9-11, most of these people used confirmation bias, misinformation, 
and cherry-picked facts that are completely out of context. In this train of thought, one can't be persuaded to listen to anything but factual theories which agree with an already ordained conclusion inside one's head. In other words, one's mind is already made up whether... Uh, uh, is already made up, and there's no wiggle room for anything that disagrees with the absoluteness of their illusionary narrative. <sighs> they first start out with a preface that everything the government says is a lie, no exceptions. So no matter what the evidence says or suggests, there, have been, uh, there has to be another more complex, more fiendish and sinister and elaborate narrative plot working. Now, two people were only added on this list based on their high-profile nature, and their need to inject in their bias, uh, bias and opinions, or merely add fuel to the thought of speculatory fire. Our Jesse Ventura, who tells a good yarn, but is uh, but it is more speculation based on building an, an alternative narrative, and Donald Trump, who has made marginal claims concerning 9/11, to which there is no corroborating evidence, let alone other witnesses, <clears throat> both of whom should, in this case, be taken with a grain of salt. Salt. The oddest part is that Donald Trump claims to have been at ground zero directly following the collapse of the t Twin Towers. His whereabouts, relative, uh, his whereabouts are relatively obscure during this event. We have proof a week before, a week after, of where he was, but nothing during. <coughs> now here's the funny part. I could not unglue myself from the TV. I think I sat watching the TV for almost two days. While they were shooting, uh, while they were shooting at uh, towards Ground Zero, Trump wasn't there, and Trump is only a high uh, is only a high name because his claims attaching himself to 9/11. He didn't say it didn't happen. He just claims to have been there, kind of like a false uh, uh, stolen valor thing. Oh, I was there. I was helping. No, he wasn't. Okay, now. To get off the President Trump wagon here. Ugh. I personally went through the official reports and read some of the truth or narratives. <coughs> and for all the compelling amateur forensic analysis, I found I find their basis information based on said basis shaky at best. I guess I wasn't ready to accept certain truths as they saw it. That was in huge quotation mark, except certain truths. Funnily enough, in the movies Flight 93 and WCT, no hanky-panky occurred. We know, or I know, that we really don't know what happened on Flight 93 other than the passengers decided to say fuck you to the hijackers, making them crash into that field just outside of Shanksville. <clears throat> I find that the alternative reality these treaters choose to be much much like the proof of uh, proof of Elvis still being alive, or Bruce Lee, or Tupac. There's no evidence to any of them having survived, despite the clear disillusionment of the people uh, of these people towards these figures. <clears throat> Just like the conspiracy theories surrounding the JFK assassination, they rely on unfounded outcomes based on hypothetical what ifs, not cold hard evidence or scientific fact. There has been much ado placed on the Zapruder film and the smoking gun on the grassy knoll, which is supposed to make us take a leap of logic and assume there was a second shooter. 
Mark Lane and Thomas Buchanan are the originators of most of these offshoot theories regarding JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald, and Jack Ruby. For the most part, there are two different parties regarding the JFK assassinations. The side that agrees with the Warren uh, Commission despite their many failings, and the side that discounts everything because of those failings. <coughs> uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, the mindset for this is as follows. If they, the Warren Commission, couldn't prove or disprove everything nice and neat and gift-wrapped for everyone in a speedy manner, then it's better to just assume everything is botched and it's a part of a huge cover-up just to hide the government plot to kill JFK. That's the whole thing in a nutshell. People who are going to be people who had no uh, faith in the Warren Commission or didn't like big government were all well. This has to be a huge conspiracy. And y'all have probably watched JFK or other documentaries or docu-style movies. But yeah, flat out, there is no there is no warrant on that. Okay. <sighs> <clears throat> Just like Ruby Ridge's Randy Weavey, Waco, Texas's David Koresh, and the founders of Black Lives Matter, BLM, they all decried the government as a big brother just out to bully all of us into submission. The issue that worries me in, in, in all three cases is the weak-minded, weak-willed people who were and are being hoodwinked with cultist propaganda. <clears throat> These people are easily brainwashed, much like the Manson family, and I have heard, I have a hard time understanding why. The issue, uh, yeah. the big issue with all three of these parties I have mentioned previously is what they do. They somehow brainwash and cultivize entire swaths of people across the board into bucking against the system, out of some misplaced sense of outrage towards authority figures due to a perceived slant. This complicity of Generation Z and Y, in the case of BLM, to is to indict systems that they perceive to be racist and sexist. Serves only to incite violence as well as to be as divisive as possible. This tells me how weak-minded these groups are for the better part of the cohorts in question, which is generational. Dare we take their beloved, uh, beloved internet away and make them think for themselves by actually reading and researching, not just listening to some social influencers who want fame, power, and money, and then cherry-picking facts for more effect? Much like the flat-earther uh, flat movement. I think we need a lot of people to unplug all, all over the place. We see biases every day. When we are, in fact, allowed to be, so, when we're allowed to be the social beings that we are, we see biases everywhere. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're also biased. In some way, in some form. Otherwise, you would, if, if you went out to go shopping, you wouldn't get Uncle Ben's. You'd get every single kind of rice there is to try each of them. Now, I will say that I listened to uh, both sides of the fence on many issues, and I think 
I think to a certain point, conspiracy theorists really, really do need to reel in reality. They need to turn back the dial and be like, okay, I'm out. You know? And I think that all the, like, I've got friends who are conspiracy theorists. I've got an uncle who's one. And the only thing I can really say to everybody is listen, pay attention. Not just to what the mainstream media does, because other than Chadwick Boseman dying this this last weekend on Saturday, I really didn't watch the news for to see who was clashing. I I, uh, I realized that people are at each other's throats. <clears throat> and it seems like the younger the generation, the easier they are to convince of stupid things. Like, now you've got people in their 20s and early 30s shouting uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, and if you don't raise your hand, you're going to get punished. Because if you don't stand with him, you must be evil. But anyway, back to the conspiracy theory bit here. Um... I find that it doesn't matter what kind of proof you... Uh, it doesn't matter what factual, hard hard evidence you have. <clears throat> Conspiracy theorists delude themselves into thinking one way and that's it. They don't branch out their minds for the most part because they want to keep their nice, safe little narrative that goes along with their biased or their their uh, train of thought. And if it does, if it goes against that, then it, it can't be correct. Well, the problem is, is not everybody thinks the same way. I know I don't. I'm probably one of the weirdest thinkers I know. But <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we're coming up on a half hour here now, and I just want this is going to be. I'm going to probably do another podcast on uh, conspiracy theories later on. But I did want to let you guys know that um, I'm going to have to take a break from podcasting for a while. I might do update videos to let you guys know how I'm doing or do Facebook Lives. Uh, But I've spent the last last couple weeks doing this. And just for this podcast, I wrote five pages. This is five pages I just read off and I smacked it down in 20 minutes. So, with that having been said, I probably will not be doing another podcast for at least another month. And it's not because I don't enjoy doing it, it's because my kid's starting up school next week, um, or the week after. I need, we got certain things to get done around the house, I got, I got to work on getting uh, tattoos done so I can get uh, more money from clients. I've been putting that off because I figured this would be a nice uh, enter for the season. I've been doing this, according to Facebook, I've been doing this for like over a year now. So, I, I have dipped my toe in. I've gotten a bunch of people to listen, but for me, I'm not saying it's not fulfilling, but it takes too much time up right now. I can make money doing tattoos or I can do this. I don't get enough views, to, I don't get enough views or enough uh, anything for the podcast to be something I can do 
for a living, such as uh, Ben Shapiro, or half the other people who make a living off of doing all these. And it certainly doesn't help when people tell me, well, you, you're not putting enough into your production. I'm in my daughter's room because my wife is busy watching TV. I don't have six rooms, and I'm not going to take down my daughter's posters because I want to uh, increase production value. This show has always been about my lens of what the truth is. And you don't have to like it, but it's certainly my opinion. And I encourage you, I've encouraged you guys to talk, uh, to talk back at me or throw an idea or whatever. Still do. But I'm going to take a break. I've been doing this for a year on, uh, you know, I've taken longer, I've taken breaks where I've spent six weeks keeping my life together and everything. But right now, I'm going to take a break. I may not come back till the election. Who knows? But I just want to let you guys know that I won't be posting a full-blown podcast due to the fact that I need to take a break from the podcast. I mean, I'm sure you guys love it. Uh, you might have, you might be disappointed in it, but I got to do what's good for me. I mean, I still have those of you who have listened thus far might know a little more about it, but for me and myself, I don't need to podcast right at the moment. I, I did this. Uh, I did this to uh, chime everything up. And I left a lot of stuff. I left a lot of stuff out. But honestly, after five pages, I was done writing. Um, I need to work on art and get my uh, more tattoos done. That way, I can make some more money. Would be nice to buy new tattoo, uh, even even more amazing tattoo equipment, or uh, finish the paddles that I've been working on with woodworking, or finish my daughter's Harry Potter style wand. And hopefully you guys understand all that. I mean, it's not... I'm also adminning for a group. And here lately, it's been getting busier and busier. And, yeah, with my daughter. My daughter's going to school. My wife is still working. She hasn't She hasn't missed, but I think, three or four days since the pandemic started back in March. And we're now going into September tomorrow. <clears throat> And I need to do some stuff around the house. I need to be a better. I need to be a better father, husband, dog owner, all that stuff. So this isn't goodbye. This is merely until I record another one. Um, hopefully you guys understand this. If you don't, well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you guys want me, if you guys want to see mini videos that are like five or ten minutes long, I'm okay with it. But uh, getting all the information jacked in for an entire hour right now is just it's too much of a, a time consumer. I don't mind covering uh, many bits and I, I can maybe do like I don't know, a couple of updates a week if that's what you guys want. I just can't do the podcast for a while. I gotta let my brain unfry. I let it cool off let it do its thing naturally. Alright, well I again would like to thank Laura Witham uh, Gregory Allen Manuel, he runs a podcast, The Sprout and Dusty Show. Um, Sam Rose, she does her own videos on uh, Facebook, dealing with beauty and uh, all sorts of stuff. You might want to go check her out. Uh, Robert Holly, he's just kind of there. He might listen to this, he might not, I don't know. 
uh, Sean Hamilton, I hope he listens to this, but me and him talk on a semi-regular basis, just like me and Laura do. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this a break for a while, because I have to do me. I mean, I can... And the beautiful part is, is for most of this uh, year, I couldn't go on without a huge, without a script and then spitballing from there to build myself up. And now I can do an entire podcast off of one sentence. Because it started out with just the headline. I had to go look names up, but I think I've, I think I've come a long way in a year. And I think you guys, I thank you for listening to me and for putting up with me. Um... When I come back to do this, I will inform you guys that it will uh, that I'm coming back. But for the moment, it's just too much time away from everything I need to be doing instead of the podcast. And I realize my podcast isn't that big a deal, but I gotta I gotta take care of my life a little bit better than I have been. So you guys have a great day. We're just over 32 minutes, so. Hopefully everything will be nice, and we'll return back to normal, and maybe COVID will be over, because this is just so much bullshit. I have only ever worn my mask once, outside of my house. But, uh, yeah, you guys stay safe, keep it up, I'll be keeping up with, you guys who know who you are that I keep up with, I'll be keeping up with you just to make sure that, that you guys are okay, and that you communicate and everything, but. For the most part, until a month or two go by, when I can finally uh, recharge my battery, that's when I'll make another podcast and spitball from there. But right now, I'm just kind of burnt and need to break. But you guys have a good one, and God bless, or whoever you pray to. You guys have a great one, and I'll see you the next time I make a podcast. Bye.